This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The new leader of the Food and Drug Administration is officially on the job. FDA sent out a stakeholder announcement today that included a message from new Commissioner Robert Califf, who says he wants to hit the ground running. But one issue that will be on his desk might be a little new to him, the regulation of cultured meat products. FDA and the Department of Agriculture agreed on a joint regulatory framework for the products during the Trump administration, and Danielle Beck with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association says they're expecting the Biden administration to uphold that language. We have gotten every indication that this administration intends to continue that formal uh, joint oversight agreement that was put in place under the last administration, which we're encouraged to see. Under the framework, FDA would oversee cell collection and growth, leaving product harvesting and labeling to USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service. USDA officials are in Dubai this week for the first trade mission since November 2019. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. A USDA trade official says the demand for U.S. ag products is strong in the Persian Gulf region. From his first overseas trade mission as administrator of the Foreign Agricultural Service, Daniel Whitley said U.S. companies are inking great deals in Dubai this week. There's a lot of demand and interest in increasing the relationship, increasing the cooperation, and growing U.S. ag exports. He cited a $10 million deal between a mid-sized Georgia producer and an importer. Whitley attended a major food expo in Dubai. The trade mission continues with a ministerial-level meeting that Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be attending, focused on climate. We are excited about all the possibilities and opportunities that will arrive out of that ministerial. While currently almonds are the largest export to the Gulf region, Whitley said interest goes well beyond nuts and specialty crops. I've heard a lot of restaurants and representatives from the hotel sector talk about greater interest in American meat products, both beef and poultry. We've heard a lot of interest about getting more grains into the region, wheat as well as uh, soybeans. Whitley said his office is close to releasing its upcoming travel schedule, and while he wouldn't name his destinations, he referenced Asia, Africa, and the U.K. as areas the Foreign Ag Service has on its radar. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Finally today, an expert says something other than consumption changes could have a big impact on greenhouse gas emissions. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. An emissions expert says if the general public wants to make a personal difference on reducing greenhouse gas emissions, limiting food waste is key. Speaking on an AgriPulse webinar, UC Davis professor and air quality specialist Frank Mitloner says a change in consumption patterns would have a marginal impact on climate change. What would it take if an omnivore were to go vegan? How much would that save with respect to greenhouse gas emissions? And they found that one person going vegan per year would reduce uh, carbon footprints by 0.8% of greenhouse gases. Is that a lot or not? Compare that to a one transatlantic flight per passenger. So last month I flew to the Netherlands. That one flight per passenger re- produced 1.6 tons of greenhouse gases. So I would have to go vegan for two years offset that one flight I did to Europe. Mitloner says there needs to be more of a focus on food waste in the climate change discussion. We are wasting in the United States 40% of all the food that we grow. Not just here do we waste that much food, but globally in all developed countries and even in all developing countries, 40% of all food that's grown is never make it through human digestive tract. It's going to landfills or it's rotting on fields. 
And there is the 800-pound gorilla. To hear more from Mitloner and other panelists such as Sarah Crawford and Dale Stevermer, head to agripulse.com for a recording of today's webinar. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peggle. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. When it comes to conservation and sustainability, America's farmers and ranchers are literally the boots on the ground. Every day and every season, farmers and ranchers are looking for ways to do better and help fulfill their mission to produce our nation's food, fiber, and fuel. It's just what they do. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.